Hi everyone and welcome to the Say As It Is with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, ED&I, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Say As It Is with Pete and I'm your host as always Pete as we have some frank and honest conversations and as we continue this month about creating a wellness culture within the workplace and this is the last episode for this topic for um, September before we roll into the lovely October uh, where we look at HR. And I can't wait to tackle those topics, how fun they will be. Um, But as we end this last episode of the theme of that wellness culture within a workplace, we are going to be looking at a topic that's close to my heart and I'm sure is close to yours as well. And that's about creating a culture of work-life balance, how I hear that so much. Um, And like this is is important to me. Listen, I, I sit in my spare time. And some of you who know me very well, I work every hour God sense, right? 24 hours a day in a week or in an hour, I should say, I probably work all of them. But um, apart from the six, seven hours I'm sleeping. Um, but for me, my work-life balance is crazy. So I, I do a full 40-hour week, possibly do 50, 60 hours with the stuff that I do. Um, and on top of that, I have my personal life to deal with um i also have three books that i'm currently writing i'm just finishing off the first one i've got two other in the making um i create these podcasts so i've got my um remarkable notebook that i use to make all my notes during the week um do some research while i'm going to and from work sometimes in the evening sometimes i wake up at some ungodly hour pops into my mind i have to research something and uh, then I also do another podcast called uh, or gets released in October called Hidden Strengths Unleashed, which I've been creating the episode lists and plans and everything. So my work life balance is crazy. And I, and, I, and I think it's time that I need to preach what I teach with this one. But anyway, this is about organizations and individuals creating that work life balance. And hopefully this gives you some tips and ideas. So let's kind of crack on so now as i say we all strive to achieve it but how many of us truly achieve it look at me even i do get time to go around brompton cemetery and grab a coffee and do things um i wonder sometimes how i have all this time but let's get real and uh, unravel the truth so Let's talk a bit about defining that work-life balance. So what is work-life balance? It's not just about clocking out at 5 or 5.30 and not working weekends. It's about harmony between work and play, stress and relaxation. It's about feeling fulfilled in our jobs and our personal lives. And let's be frank imbalance can wreak havoc on our mental health both our mental health and our physical health so what is the current state then of a work-life balance well let's talk numbers 
So a study from the UK showed that 30%, that's 30% of employees regularly work over their contracted hours. Yep, I know that one. I'm pulling in those hours. Um, now, that's nearly a third, okay, of the work population. And with the advent of remote working, the lines between work and home have been blurred. And what I'm going to say is pandemic. So we all knew that that has thrown a whole new spin on the works because we all got locked down in uh, 2020, on 23rd of March 2020, we all know we got locked down, work from home, um, you know, for near enough two years. And it's thrown that work-life balance out. And still a lot of people that are work working from home still. And that's the way some companies have gone. That's the way some people prefer it. But then when you're at home, all the stuff you leave when you go to work in the morning to deal with when you get in, you're dealing with during the day now. So you're not only working, but you're dealing with your personal life as well. And there's so many other factors that get involved and distractions and what have you. And yeah. It's it the the pandemic threw that work life balance into a bit of a spin, I think. Um but we will see. Now I love working from home because it helps me focus and get things done. And I have to admit, where I work, sometimes it gets a bit chaotic and people in and out of my office, or if I'm out training or running these academies that I'm currently running at the moment, which is another story. Um, you know, a lot of my time is taken up, so I don't get time to do what I want. So working a one day of a weekend or, you know, working from home is perfect for me because I can catch up on everything. There's no distractions. Because if I go into the office where people haven't seen me for so long, mamma mia, I get nothing done. Out of my eight hours or my seven hours, probably four and a half, five hours of people bang or banging on my door, bombarding me, asking me for things. It never works. Never works. But are there benefits of a balanced work-life culture. Why should we care? Or should we care? We should care, right? Because a balanced culture means happier, healthier, and more productive employees. It's a win-win, right? So you get higher job satisfaction, improved mental health, and let's not forget, it's a magnet for talent. So people want to work where they feel valued and not overworked. So are there strategies for creating a culture of work-life balance? So how do we get there then? Because there, there is strategies, right? So first off, boundaries. We need to draw a line between work and personal life. It's not just good for us, it's essential. And we have to block off those things. And I am worth one for it because I'm always checking my emails on my phone. I would say never Take this from experience, people. Never load Outlook on your phone, on your personal phone, because every time that email goes off, you're in trouble. Never use your personal phone for company calling or moving it out to people in the company or networking because they'll WhatsApp you or message you and your personal phone then turns into a work phone. Mamma mia. There's an app out there called On Off. So if you don't have a work mobile, there is, as I say, there's an app called On Off. You pay about 4 
every month, I think, and you can pick a, a, pick a mobile number. You can put the times on when you want to receive calls and not receive calls, and it's all web-based. So, you know, have a look at it. If you want to know more, let me know. But we need to draw that line because you've got to think, work is work, life is life. And, you know, we want to have that divide in our lives. And it's important for not only our as they say not only for our mental health but for our physical health so we've got to think about that and it is essential um and anyway what we don't get to them today it can be done tomorrow right so we need to encourage taking breaks we need to promote mental health resources and let's embrace flexible work now it's 2023 people it's not the industrial age. I know there's a lot of companies that don't like flexible working because they feel that, you know, people are not productive. Well, you can still track people from home. You can still track their productivity. It's not that because people work remotely, you, you've got no control over them. Yes, you have. Now, in the job that I do, I've now got people remotely working in different locations. I still have to manage them from day to day and I'm still keeping tabs on them. So uh, it can be done. Um, so don't even me. I even worked as a tutor and I've, I've managed a team before where, you know, they're all over the place, London, Birmingham, Manchester, Edinburgh, and you know, you can track them. There's ways to do it. Um, if you need help doing that, let me know. Um, but we do need to make sure that we, we are telling individuals to take regular breaks, you know, don't have lunch at your desk, teach what you, you preach Pete, because I do take lunch at my desk but we should get up and go for a coffee get that five minutes away from the desk you know take that half hour lunch out of the office in the canteen not sitting there eating at your desk you need to take those breaks just for your, for your own well-being okay now the role of leadership in fostering this balance now leaders I'm talking and looking at you right now and I'm pointing at my laptop as I do this and read my notes. But you need to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. And there's a lot of, you know, wellness washing, as I call it, um, you know, where we all talk it, but we don't do it, you know. And it's like a bit like green washing or pink washing, you know, um, you know, or gay washing where we all, you know, we say we promote LGBTQ plus and we do all these amazing things, but we don't. We say that we save the environment and we have all these policies and procedures in place that we follow, but we don't. If you're going to promote wellness and well-being, do it. Don't just say it, do it. Okay, so, you know, model balance, you know, look, create supportive policies and let's get rid of the stigma around taking time off. Okay, it's not slacking. It's recharging. And I should know that because I've got about 30 odd days to take. Um, and I never take holiday, but I should because I need to recharge. And I'm happy to say that I am planning some holiday, whether it be October or November, probably November now. Um, but I am going to take some holiday because I need it. And it's well needed because if we don't, we hit a brick wall. And I'm promoting, you know, and telling my team, take holiday, take holiday, give me holidays for next year, pre-book them in, get them all sorted. Um, that not only helps me plan my year, but um, I should be leading that by example and saying, guys, I'm booking my holiday. So, you know, get yours in now before I book mine. All right. Um, but yeah, you know, look, even if someone is saying to you, listen, I need, I'm on burnout. 
Yeah, look for those signs of burnout. And say to people, if you're on burnout, take a down day. If you're struggling in the office, take a work from home day. You know, just get away from the office, get away from everybody. You get a lot more done. Um, so what are the challenges and solutions? So of course, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and pixie dust. Um, you know, there are obstacles, but they are not insurmountable. So we need to address workload. We need to manage our expectations and foster a supportive environment. It's about finding solutions and not creating more problems. So there are some real life examples. I've heard of inspiring stories from individuals and I've read some from companies, um, you know, right here in the UK who've nailed it, who have that work life balance approach and it's doing amazing. So um, they've created a culture where people thrive both at work and at home. Um, and it's not a myth. It is achievable. You think that I'm just saying it, but it is achievable. And if there are other companies out there that can do this, then why can't we? Why can't you? And I think, you know, you've got to get it. Yeah, we, we as individuals need to have a proper work-life balance, but it also has to come from the employers as well. And that's where you're going to attract and draw in more talent into your business if you have a real work-life balance cultured approach. And if you're creating policies and procedures, you know, don't just create them because you have to create them. You know, create them but actually implement them. And I've said this on a previous episode, you know, get a wellness you know, forum or group together, you know, they can help push those for you. So, you know, look, what we've got to think about is that if you want to, and as I'm saying, if you want to get some proper advice, start small, be consistent and listen to your people, especially for businesses, listen to your people. Now we all do surveys. We all talk about wellness and well-being and work-life balance. But actually, are you doing a survey just to tick a box or are you doing a survey to show what you've done? Now, you could do a survey and covering you want to cover about wellness, well-being, you know, how supportive your managers are to your team members, all of those kind of things. But actually, when you've done that, you want to do a you said we did. Yeah, you want to follow up that by saying, well, you know, well, what are people saying about us? Where do we need to improve? listen and show them that you've taken note of what they've said and you're putting things into place. Now, work-life balance isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. I did say that, work-life balance is a necessity. So we need to stop glorifying overwork and start valuing our well-being. And I should learn from that. I, I know I need to learn from it. Um, I know people will listen and say, Pete, you, you're writing it and saying it, but look at yourself. I know, I know. Um, so it's high time we reflect on our own balance and advocate for change. So let's create a culture where everyone can thrive. And we need to. So employers, managers, individuals, let's create that culture where not only you thrive, but everybody else does. All right. Now, what I want to do is talk about StrengthScope and how StrengthScope and work-life balance coexist with each other. Now, 
I love Stromscope, and you know I all love Stromscope. So let's talk about the tool, Stromscope, that's been making waves in the realm of work-life balance. And as I said, it's Stromscope. Now, for those of you who might be scratching your heads, and you may not have heard this, and if you haven't, I kill you. But Stromscope is an assessment tool designed to help individuals and organizations understand and leverage their strengths or their significant sevens out of 24 core strengths so it's about focusing on what you are good at and using that to your advantage um so you know as some of you know and i said this before i am actually an accredited master strength scope practitioner and that means i'm accredited to deliver the whole strength scope suite and I actually have a side business called um, Creative Mind. So if you ever want to do your strengths or you want to look at your business doing strengths, then please reach out to me. And I'm more than happy to pick up that call with you. I'm having some interesting calls at the moment. But also, just so you know, I am running a competition. So head over to my LinkedIn page. Head over to Creative Mind, um, you know, Strengths Coaching on my LinkedIn. It's, it's in the uh, description. Click on there. Um, I am running a competition. Put your name down, um, and you'll you'll see in the competition there what I'm up to. And you could be getting your very own strength scope done with me. So, without further ado, how can strength scope support gaining a work life balance? Well, first off, it's about self awareness. So knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. And I don't like the word weaknesses, as some of you know. But in strength scope, it's called energy drainers or those things that zap us. It also allows you to work smarter, not harder. It's about maximizing your potential without burning the candle at both ends. So Strengthscope encourages positive conversations between employees and employers. It's about opening up dialogue, discussing what works and addressing what doesn't. It's not just about getting the job done, it's about enjoying the journey and feeling fulfilled at the end of each day. Now, in the UK, uh, companies that are currently utilizing Stromscope have reported increased employee engagement and well-being. It's not just about um, ticking boxes, and it never is with Stromscope. Um, it's about creating an environment where people can thrive. When employees are playing to their strengths, they're more likely to be satisfied, engaged and balanced. And I know that from doing some strengths with some others. And I know that from having strength scope in the organization that I currently work for. But let's be real. It's not a magic wand. It's a tool and a stepping stone towards creating a culture of work-life balance. It requires commitment, communication, and the willingness to adapt and grow. It's about building on your strengths and addressing challenges ahead or addressing challenges head on. Now, Scope is about empowering individuals and fostering a positive organizational culture. It's about recognizing that work is a part of life, not separate from it, but both go hand in hand. So by focusing on your strengths, we can create a more balanced, fulfilling and productive work life experience. So whether you're an individual looking to find your balance or an organization 
aiming um, to, uh, you know, have a collective and a balanced culture, strength scope can be the catalyst for positive change. It's about taking control, playing on your strengths and finding harmony in the hustle and bustle of life. Now, remember, balance isn't about finding the perfect equilibrium. It's about creating a work-life experience that is fulfilling and sustainable. And tools like Strengthscope can be a valuable ally on that journey. So keep it real, keep it balanced, and let's make the most out of our strengths. Because with strengths, it's also about changing your mindset. It's about getting into that zone of peak performance, which is taking your strengths, taking your experience and taking your company or your department's goals and visions. Once all three are mixed and you know what they are, you can put the wind in your sails and get to that zone of peak performance. But it's also about, you know, looking at that pathway of possibility. You know, you've got a pathway of limitation and a pathway of possibility. And the two do overlap. It's about how you change your mindset to, to get from that limitation to that pathway possibility. It's also about saying hello to you, but also it's not only identifying those significant seven strengths where you're great at or those things that drag, you know, really zap your energy, but it's also identifying those bubbling unders, which are those strengths that you potentially have potential to be great at. Okay. Now, as I say, I am a accredited Stremscope master. So if you want to do your Stremscope, please reach out to me at creativemind.zone or pete at creativemind.zone. And I'm more than happy to pick up these conversations with you and talk to you about you doing your Stremscope. But I hope today's episode has given you a little bit more information about creating uh, a culture of work-life balance or giving you a little bit more of an insight into that. And um, do remember, you can listen to this podcast again. Please share it with anybody that you think may be of interest to. Remember to hit that subscribe button, follow, like, share, repost this. Um, as I say, you can always listen back to this one and previous episodes uh, from season one and season two, as well as bonus episodes uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, RSS.com and wherever you get your podcast from so i'm heading off to a busy week which i need to uh, get ready for and i need to plan my work-life balance because i'm dealing with lots right now that i need to make sure it is balanced and that i am in harmony but i will be pulling on my strengths and using the strengths of others to help me in that journey this week because that's also what strengths scope teaches you so until next week guys have an amazing week whatever it may lie in state for you and remember don't stress just go with the flow and what you don't get done today you can get done tomorrow and remember you're the most important person out there and you count. Oh, and by the way, you're awesome. So catch you next week. <laughs>